This is Beyond the Couch with Bridges, a podcast at the intersection of Asian Pacific Islander, South Asian American identity and mental health. I'm Christy. I'm Sam. And I'm Diana. We are three therapists who got together in the hopes of demystifying therapy and uplifting stories from our community. Each week, we'll connect with fellow therapists, experts, and community members about life, identity, and healing. We're so glad you're joining us today. Hi, everyone. Welcome back to Beyond the Couch with Bridges Mental Health. Happy New Year. Happy New Year. Happy New Year. Happy, New Year. Happy double New Year. We haven't really talked since January 1st either <laughs> on a podcast. Yeah, that's true. This is our first time recording, I think, since we were saying wrapping up last winter or not last winter, mm-hmm. before the holidays, this current winter that we're in. <laughs> yeah, we wish we we're wrapping up this winter. But... <laughs> Actually, I can't complain because I am not experiencing winter. <laughs> yeah, Diana, share with, if you feel comfortable, maybe share with our listeners where you are in your world traveled right now. Yeah, I am uh, currently in Cape Town, South Africa, where it is a lovely sunny day in January. So, and this is how it is during their summer here. It's just warm and sunny and pretty, pretty nice every day. <laughs> oh, I'm jealous. Sorry, the traffic is backed up on my street, so a truck keeps honking. But <laughs> I don't hear anything now, Christy. I heard it like once right at the beginning. Oh, but okay. Yeah. Yeah, that adds to the the flavor of our podcast. Yep, recording right in New York City. <laughs> the worst is when a car alarm goes off when you're like in the middle of a session and then there's just no end. Like it just keeps going. For like 15 minutes, just different waves. <laughs> <Yes>. Yeah. <laughs> Diana, how warm is it there right now? Um. You know, I was trying to train myself to learn Celsius while I'm here, but it also means nothing to me. It's like 20 something. Let me see if I can change that back to Fahrenheit. Um, it's probably like in the 70s to 80s. Oh, wow. um, 77 right now. That is a, that's yeah. like a perfect Outside. day to me. Mid 70s is so nice. Yeah, it's pretty lovely. It doesn't get too hot. And there's like a wind a breeze from, I guess, the mountain or the water every you know, every day there's wind, so it feels not too oh, hot. Sounds so nice. Yeah, I feel like weather really does impact so many things, and was part of the reason I chose. Of um, I chose places where I could escape winter. <laughs> yeah, for sure. I feel like I felt sleepy, and it was like a hibernating kind of turn of the new year. Where mm-hmm. I took like a longer pace went a little slower usually there's like everyone is like slowly waking up to the new year in the beginning of January but I could feel like everyone being a little tired yeah 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 slower to start this year and it feels like necessary right after the hecticness of December the holidays trying to wrap up a year somehow and then to have January be this like very cold (laughs) and dark uh, time it almost feels necessary to regroup yeah well that might be a a good transition into our topic today which we are planning on talking a little bit about the lunar new year Uh, we're recording the day after the first day of lunar new year we're also recording after um, the news about the shooting in monterey park in california so we did just want to mention it at, at the start of the episode and, you know, wish everybody safety in their communities and feeling that they can celebrate safely 
um, and are taking care of themselves and each other. Yeah. Yeah. It's overall a a very celebratory part of the year. And so in the hopes of continuing the celebrations around Lunar New Year, we also wanted to talk about this being the year of the water rabbit. Yeah. So 2023, the year of the rabbit, but then also we are learning that every year is attached to one of the five elements as well. So between wood, fire, earth, metal, and water. So Diane, I wonder if you want to yeah. help us understand what this <laughs> means compared to last year. Yeah, honestly, this whole, the water part, that that second aspect, that's new to me. And I only learned about it <laughs> 10 minutes ago from, from you all. Yeah, um, I didn't realize that there was this other element being attached to it. So, but I have a friend who every year he writes this um, forecast based on the lunar new year and it's always very interesting creative and and just entertaining so it's you know like any sort of astrology I suppose and I thought maybe I'd just read a little bit from his forecast so Alexander Bragg I am giving you credit for this this is I love (laughs) reading it every year Is there any chance that despite the year just kicking off, you already feel like you could use some quiet time to pull yourself together? If so, the year of the water rabbit is cosmically designed for you. We're coming off the year of the tiger, which is marked by big, bold action and disruptive changes. 2022 was a roller coaster if you look back at the top news stories from the past 12 months, marked by explosive conflicts that are still reverberating throughout our local and global worlds. But now it's time to step off the wild ride and get our bearings again. Gentle, peaceful, and kind, the rabbit holds a special place across many Asian mythos. Instead of a man's face, the moon is often seen as having a rabbit, selflessly working away with a mortar and pestle to mix the elixir of life. Rabbits inspire creativity, imagination, and ingenuity, and it's an auspicious time to explore this aspect of ourselves. Rather than charging in full throttle like last year's tiger, rabbits are more thoughtful in their approach and strategize more ways than one to tackle a challenge or work around a conflict. The problem to avoid, however, is to avoid overthinking things and suffering from analysis paralysis. Just like this year's element of water, the rabbit is at its best when it's fluidly moving instead of stilled and at risk of stagnation. So stay agile and dynamic in your efforts. Don't let failures, doubt, or negativity bog you down and stop you in your tracks. Patience and persistence will get you there. And there's a bit more to it, but I just wanted to maybe end right here and see if any of this resonates. And I mean, it sounds like a pretty hopeful year. Yeah. Calm, peaceful, fortune. And one thing Take that it I, slow. I love that. <laughs> that's what the part that felt so related when we were talking about having such a sleepy start to our year. It feels pretty fitting that the year of the rabbit is associated with rest, with a sense of calm. But one thing that I really liked in the write-up too was also this acknowledgement that rest does not necessarily mean that there's no movement or that you can't still make progress. It sounds like it's just sort of doing it in a little bit of a slower, more patient way. Yeah, I like the idea of of the planning and creative ways to go about something because it kind of also aligns I did an aura reading over the weekend oh cool there are some really amazing places scattered throughout the city or Chinatown where you can get your aura read 
and a photo where you put your hands on these two like machines that are reading your Oh my goodness. Energy. Oh my gosh, Christy, you'll have to share with me later where you went. I want to do that so bad. <laughs> oh yeah. They're my goodness. Very busy all the time. Is anyone doing this over Zoom? <laughs> I know. And the, the photos are really beautiful. But mine was definitely around kind of reflects the energy that is leaving like the last two weeks and then the energy that's coming into your aura, your energy. And mine was very like purple, blue, a little bit of pink Mm -hmm. and kind of reflecting a lot of planning and thinking and planning for things that are coming. And that's definitely been a lot of where my head's been at of like trying to think of different solutions for making small adjustments and small changes in my life. So even like the peacefulness and fortune of the water rabbit, but also the like creativity of like, how do I want to make small changes Mm -hmm. and adjustments in my life is feels very on theme for me right now yeah I feel the same and I really like that there's this emphasis on small changes because I think sometimes I definitely get caught up in wanting to if I have changes I know I want to make I'm like ready to make them but it's also very energy draining to kind of like get Mm -hmm. into that sort of um, sort of like doing very busy energy and then it's also you know like you you do a lot and then you feel very exhausted by it right so I like this concept of doing it in in small ways and I think like we've been doing that you know bridges mm. over the last three years and it's still like this give and take of like sometimes I feel oh I'm not doing enough sometimes I feel like very busy but being able to just sort of like be okay with holding maybe holding back or something or just being okay with making these taking small steps right yeah that that's one thing that i know we've talked a lot about whether it's sort of our work on this podcast or just bridges mental health in general but of course wanting to make progress and it being an important part of all of our work but also wanting it to feel sustainable and i think sometimes we've all had these moments where like our eyes are bigger than our stomachs and we'll say that's such a great idea that's such a great idea that's such a great idea but it's also hard to find the energy and the space to do all of these things that are great ideas and so that's one thing that i think has been really helpful that we're all in alignment on is like taking things a little bit slower doing it in a smaller more manageable way isn't necessarily a bad thing. And it can actually be a lot more sustainable in the long run. Um, and it does feel very related to, to what we're talking about. I mean, after so much craziness, the last three years, a year of rest and calm sounds very appealing to me. <laughs> yeah. Sounds like a nap. Um, yeah. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. And I think it also goes like counter to maybe how our cultures may have, you know, raised us and just capitalistic society, mm-hmm. like, it's all about productivity. I know a lot of people have been like taking steps to to challenge that, you know, with, was it last year, quiet quitting or just gen- generally pushing back, mm-hmm. right? But it still feels difficult to do. It's still hard to sustain that sort of like, no, I'm not going to do that or I'm going to be okay with not doing as much. Yeah, even with there being huge waves of layoffs in a lot of industries, it can easily lead to like scarcity and feeling like this urgency or rush to find a new job or to gain security again. Yeah. But I, it also seems like if people are able to kind of tolerate that scarcity, that some pretty amazing things could come of it because everyone's also considering their relationship to work 
and how they want to live their mm-hmm. their, their daily lives as opposed to only achieving like large long-term goals. This other place is also saying that the year of the rabbit is going to be a favorable time for most zodiac signs. So you can expect success in love and career advancement with no significant health concerns, which is a big turning of the tide for us, I imagine. Um, and financial success will be easier to achieve this year. Oh, interesting. Mm. That makes sense because I, I think of the rabbit as, as being associated with luck in so many Asian cultures and, and traditions as a symbol. So it makes sense that it's this feeling of it's going to be a prosperous year all around. That also sounds pretty nice to me. <laughs> Yeah. So maybe it doesn't necessarily mean that financial success or career advancement requires like another wave of burnout this year. Maybe we take it at a bit of a slower pace. Yeah. With help from the lucky rabbit. You know, I'm wondering, did you all have, I have kind of an interesting relationship to Lunar New Year because I'm Japanese American and in Japan, they don't actually celebrate Lunar New Year. I may be getting a little bit of the dates or the history wrong, but I went into a whole one day, just kind of like looking into why that was the case. And at some point when there was more involvement in Japan between Japan and the West, I think in the 1800s, they just made the decision that we're going to celebrate our new year on the Gregorian new year, January 1st, and they stopped celebrating on Lunar New Year. So, so many of my interactions with it have actually been through friends in the community and sort of doing things with them who are Korean American, Chinese American. So I'm always so curious or interested to hear about other people's Lunar New Year traditions that they did with their families, because that was something that my family didn't really do. I mean, similarly, I, we didn't really celebrate Lunar New Year growing up. Mm -hmm. Like we knew about it. My mom came into my elementary school class and taught my class about Chinese New Year and brought red envelopes for everyone. So there's like some familiarity, but we in our Korean tradition would generally observe the new year with the Gregorian calendar Mm -hmm. too. Like on the 1st of January, we'd go to my grandparents and bow and you say this phrase of like basically asking for money, (laughs) good fortune. Um, But it was kind of like a pay respects to the ancestors or to our elders on the 1st of January. So not as much on specifically Chinese New Year. Oh, interesting. How about for you, Diana? Yeah, I feel like you like you two, it was like an incomplete understanding of Lunar New Year, the way we celebrated. There are a few things that were important, but we never really talked about it. Like, well, one thing was that New Year's Eve is so important that even when you know, we had left the home, we all had to come back to the family to home for New Year's Eve dinner, like meal. And that was very important, because I know I got into a conflict one year when I could make it. And I realized how important that was to Mm -hmm. my mother. Um, And I think there were a few things I remember going to school and making dumplings or bringing dumplings. There's a few other foods. But the thing is, I, I never really learned why they were important. And I just have this, you know, generalized understanding of, oh, we eat certain foods, but also hot pot could be something um, like these like mochi, like rice balls that that are, that people have as well mm-hmm. as something else. But yeah, I don't I don't think we I got a very comprehensive understanding of all the traditions either. But it was definitely just something that we we just understood we, you know, we'd had a special meal and there's certain things, but my parents definitely didn't explain everything to us. Yeah, that's interesting to hear. I mean, I guess it's reflective of, I, I imagine many sort of 
Asian Americans experience a relationship to Lunar New Year, you know, when you're getting the tradition maybe passed down from another generation that had more direct cultural acknowledgement and impact of the day, like I imagine in some countries, I, I think things are closed for the week of Lunar New Year, like it is something that's really celebrated and acknowledged and Obviously, that's not necessarily the case in the United States. There's not the space to take time off and celebrate in that same way. Um, that it is interesting to hear about like kind of the little snippets or the things that we did, but we don't always necessarily know where they come from. And then maybe you do the research as an adult and you learn more. Like we were all learning about the specificity of it being the water rabbit and not just the rabbit. And none of us knew that before. I think that's a big part of the Asian American experience is like we're learning a lot of things through exposure as adults, not necessarily only through our families growing up. Mm -hmm. The thing that was in some air around me growing up was like still knowing what our zodiac sign was based mm -hmm. on the birth date or the birth year. Maybe that's another episode, though, where we talk about our different zodiac signs oh, and what that means about us. Yeah. Because I That's always right. knew that I was like the rooster and apparently I'm a water rooster. Yeah, that'd be a fun one because I think we're all different. Yeah, we'd all be different signs. We're all born in different years. Yeah. Have to research the the elemental part of it. Yeah, it's definitely <laughs> mm -hmm. a, new, <laughs> a new dimension. Yeah, that piece I don't know. I know that I'm the year of the monkey, which I, I can't remember. I know, I know hearing, remembering, reading things, describing the monkey that it was like a pretty favorable year, I think, to be born, but I can't remember specifics about why that is. I also feel like with the the general focus of luck, that there's just varying degrees of luck and good fortune for every sign mm -hmm. or year. I will never- The yeah. luckiest signs apparently are like the oxes, tigers, and snakes. Oh, interesting. Yeah, I feel like luck is a very big theme in in, in the culture, so I don't think any animal would be left out, but- <laughs> <laughs> some are more lucky than others yeah I will never forget when I was in uh, Japan and I went to a particular shrine and they have those I can't remember what they're called but it's essentially you pull a fortune and you read what the fortune is and I got the one that was like all bad fortune where it's just <laughs> the worst fortune and it said like the relationship will not work the sale will not go through <laughs> like oh, no. <laughs> everything just every because it just lists like any specific thing that you might have been asking a question about to sort of get the prediction <laughs> I took a picture because I thought it was so funny I <laughs> but yeah it was just like every single negative thing that could happen I was like oh great I got this to look forward to <laughs> maybe your specific sign could handle that with a sense of humor it's you know, true. and you know, and it's also sort of this idea of you need to know, I guess, what's ahead of you in order to like compensate or do the things that you need to in order mm, to kind prepare. of take care of it. Because when I got that fortune, the person who I was at the shrine with who who spoke more Japanese, she was like, "Oh, go do this thing, go over here and say this blessing, and it will hopefully like offset some of the bad luck that you just got by pulling." This. Oh, interesting. <laughs> yeah, yeah. So it's not hopeless. It's just. Um redirecting you yeah exactly exactly yeah it still gives you options you can still respond prepare mm -hmm. yes well maybe we also start to talk a little bit about the hopeful changes we're making small changes with the podcast um <laughs> before we wrap up for today because so we were talking thinking about the podcast for this year and as we're still kind of figuring out how we want the podcast to feel and sound over the course of the year since we've been doing them on a weekly basis for a little over a year now. 
we are planning to shift the balance a little bit where we have more episodes that are the three of us. And towards the end of last year, we were making kind of like monthly episodes where the three of us would be all together, but we're hoping to make that more common and kind of balance those out with bringing guests on as well. So our hope is that you all maybe get to know us a little bit more. We get to talk a little bit more about therapy, mental health, and our communities in somewhat of more casual tone, but then also still bringing on lovely members of our community and other Asian-identified mental health professionals to talk about different things, because we know that that's still a really special part of the podcast is having these conversations recorded. How are you all feeling about this, the slight adjustment of us meeting? We already meet, but us recording more often. I'm excited. I think that it'll be an interesting shift. You know, we were talking about like the process of doing interviews and how doing it more consistently when you sort of get in the swing of scheduling a bunch together, it just feels so much easier that I think my hope is that with us recording the three of us together more regularly, that it'll feel like we fall into a little bit more of a groove than sort of doing the the once a month that I think we have now. And, you know, it's also based on feedback that we've gotten from listeners wanting to feel that mm-hmm. they hear the three of us together a little bit more, like get a sense of the dynamic. So I'm excited. I think it'll be a, a fun change. Yeah, no, I agree. And I think I what I really like is the the casual way of talking about mental health because I think sometimes when we're meeting with new people every week to interview them each person brings in a different perspective a different energy and it's you know like any relationship it's harder to develop that rapport and being able to get to a comfort level where you can just be really I guess down to earth about talking about some of these issues it varies right when we do those interviews and I think the three of us at least have been talking for three years Mm -hmm. and and longer right Mm -hmm. so I think there's a lot that we can discuss that we haven't had a chance to to do yet I was gonna say I think it'll be a good opportunity too you know when we have guests on there's a sort of usually a specific thing that the guest is specialized in or is their focus. And we talk about that. And and like we said before, we think really think that's special and very awesome. But one thing that I'm also looking forward to is the hope of integrating maybe a little bit more of what the listeners wanting to hear. You know, we did an episode not too long ago that was sort of like a mailbag where we answered questions or we, you know, gave people a little bit of feedback if they had anything specific to therapy. So if you, our listeners have topics you want to hear us talk about, specific questions, you can write it in and and we're going to hope to integrate that in a little bit more into the format more regularly too. Yeah, that would be awesome to do like on a monthly basis and respond, have a little bit more of that connection to people who are listening. Maybe ask Bridges or something. Think of a cute name. (laughs) Yeah. So yeah, let us know your thoughts on these changes. Um, Yeah, it's always helpful when we hear feedback. Mm -hmm. Okay, well, we'll wrap up for this week and wishing everyone a very happy, joyful, peaceful new year. Thanks, everybody. Bye. Bye. Thanks for joining us on this episode of Beyond the Couch. Tune in every Wednesday, rate or review us to help grow our community and subscribe so you don't miss our next episode. We'd love to hear from you. So connect with us on Instagram at Bridges Mental Health. (laughs) 